0: Exodus chapter 13. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me all the firstborn. Whatever is the first to open the womb among the Israelites, of human beings and animals, is mine. The festival of unleavened bread. Moses said to the people, Remember this day on which you came out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, because the Lord brought you out. From there, by strength of hand, no leavened bread shall be eaten. Today, in the month of Abib, you are going out. When the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, which He swore to your ancestors to give you, a land flowing with milk and honey, you shall keep this observance in this month. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. And on the seventh day there shall be a festival to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten for seven days. No leavened bread shall be seen in your possession, and no leaven shall be seen among you in all your territory. You shall tell your child on that day, It is because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. It shall serve for you as a sign on your hand, and as a reminder on your forehead, so that the teaching of the Lord may be on your lips. For with a strong hand the Lord brought you out of Egypt. You shall keep this ordinance at its proper time from year to year. The Consecration of the Firstborn When the Lord has brought you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and your ancestors... And has given it to you. You shall set apart to the Lord all that first opens the womb. All the firstborn of your livestock that are males shall be the Lord's. But every firstborn donkey you shall redeem with a sheep. If you do not redeem it, you must break its neck. Every firstborn male among your children you shall redeem. When in the future your child asks you, what does this mean? You shall answer, By strength of hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of slavery. When Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from human firstborn to the firstborn of animals. Therefore I sacrifice to the Lord every male that first opens the womb, but every firstborn of my sons I redeem." It shall serve as a sign on your hand and as an emblem on your forehead, that by strength of hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God thought if the people face war, they may change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people by the roundabout way of the wilderness toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of the land of Egypt prepared for battle, and Moses took with him the bones of Joseph, who had required a solemn oath of the Israelites, saying, God will surely take notice of you, and then you must carry my bones with you from here. They set out from Succoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness, The Lord went in front of them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them along the way and in a pillar of fire by night to give them light so that they might travel by day and by night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. And thus ends the 13th chapter of the book of Exodus. Questions for Reflection Why do you think God placed so much attention upon the firstborn of the Israelites, including humans and animals? Number two, what do you make of the directions regarding the firstborn donkeys to be redeemed by a sheep? Number three, what are your thoughts regarding the command not to enter the promised land by way of the Philistines? Question number four, what is the significance of the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire? Number five, after reading chapter 13, how have your thoughts about offering a sacrifice to God been impacted? Number six, after reading chapter 13 with its emphasis on an acceptable offering of the firstborn, can you understand better the similarities and differences between the Israelite concept of sacrifice of the firstborn and some of its neighbors that practiced human sacrifice? When you think about numbers, let's have a bonus question. When you think about the sacrificial lamb in Jesus Christ, uh, can you see how it relates back to uh, the Exodus and this first Passover and the, the sacrifice related to it with Jesus Christ being offered as the sacrificial lamb for the sins of the world? Let us pray. Prepare me, Lord, that I might make an acceptable sacrifice unto you. Humble my heart so that I might truly appreciate what you have done, what you are doing, and what you will do for me in the days, months, and years ahead. Lord, I offer back to you the best of what I, of what you have given to me. Take my heart and use it. Take my soul and enfold it. Take my mind and transform it. Lord, I give you back what you have so freely given to me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. This is Pastor Nick Hood, pastor and senior minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ, located at 600 East Warren Avenue, at the very top, the tip-top of the Medical Center in Detroit, Michigan. If you're ever in the Detroit area, I invite you to stop by our church. It's a wonderful church with a spectacular campus, and I invite you to stop by. Uh, we worship on Sundays at 8.30 and 11 in the morning, and also on Wednesdays at noon. Tomorrow, our focus will be on chapter 14 of the book of Exodus, uh, where Pharaoh and his army uh, chase the Israelites and are actually overwhelmed in the sea. You know, in 2009, uh, I led a church trip to Egypt, and it was a tremendous trip, um, you know and our timing was great we were in Egypt about 6 months before the arab spring started uh but one of the things that was most moving to me there were two things that were moving one was uh we we took a tour of the uh arch- you know the um the big museum in cairo and uh, on the second or third level there's a room there with the mummified remains of all the pharaohs uh, as far back as they could go and all the pharaohs had their arms crossed except one he had one arm down and the other arm uh... was bent at the elbow with the palm outstretched and uh... facing forward and so i asked the egyptologists i said why is this pharaoh uh... different why you know why is his uh... position different than the other pharaohs And what he told me gave me goosebumps. He said, this pharaoh died an unnatural death. I said, what do you mean? He said, he died in the Red Sea. And I tell you, I just got goosebumps. I just got goosebumps right now just saying that because, you know, some people think about the Red Sea uh, opening up and closing up and pharaoh and his army dying. But they actually have the mummified remains of a pharaoh who died in the Red Sea chasing the Israelites. So tomorrow, that's what we're going to be reading about, and I hope that you'll join me. Invite a friend uh, to read along with us. Until tomorrow or the next time, this is Pastor Nick Hood. Thanks so much, and God bless.